Hey, baseball family. <laughs> Welcome to the show tonight. Brad and I had a little dance off there and he won. So, <laughs> yes. I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited. He whipped out my move to do it, but I'm pretty excited about it. <laughs> All right, baseball family, we're really excited to be here. As you can tell, we're having a great time. We hope you are as well. <sighs> Since it's Thursday night, we're not going to cover quite as much, but we do have some really interesting and what we think are exciting things to go over tonight. And then obviously, if you stay to the end, we're going to give you our picks for this se the series that you just can't miss this weekend, as well as some betting odds that we think might be favorable for you to place your monies on. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. Brad, are you ready? Let's do the O's, the Baltimore Orioles beat the Rays. And that's crazy. <laughs> it is <laughs> legitimately crazy. They're the, they're the first team to do it. That's that's what makes it crazy. Like basically, moly. yeah, yeah. Monday was 3-0 in favor of the Rays, but then the Orioles took the next two games. Tuesday was a 4-2 score. And Wednesday was a two to one score. And I, I'm just, I mean, more and more, I am impressed by this Baltimore team. Like, it's, I don't know. Shouldn't they, should they be this good, Brad? So, this, I mean, we knew they were going to be good, right? We've talked, we talked about it. We talked about it at the end of last year. We talked about it going into this season. I don't think we knew they would be this good, though. That's the big thing, right? Like, yeah, they'll yeah. be good. They'll get a wild wild card spot. But, like, they could be the only ones to legitimately contend for the AL East against the Rays if this continues. Yeah, exactly. Because I don't see anybody else in that division doing it. Not at this moment. And I'm very excited about that because it's been a long time coming for the O's. And I'm an AL East guy, right? I'm a Yankees right. fan. And yeah. for me to be excited about Baltimore is insane. So, like, let's be honest. <laughs> but they've yeah. been the punching bag for the AL East for so long mm -hmm. that uh, I think it's just beyond exciting. And and I really am thrilled for the fan base. The same in Pittsburgh. I'm thrilled for them, too. Um, and I was talking to a guy just a few hours ago about Arizona and how they're kind of coming out of their shell a little bit, too. So mm -hmm. it's a weird sort of world we're living in right now but i'm here for it is what i'm trying to say <laughs> it is weird it, it's early so it, it's like okay to be weird still but at yeah. the same time though it's kind of refreshing to see teams that traditionally or typically as of late have not been good seeing them play good baseball i yeah. like it i really like it like if the league just flipped upside down i would be all for it well, of course you would. Your team has had a struggle on been on the struggle bus for it's been a on long the bottom time. Of that for a long time. So if it flips, well, you're ready for the really flip. well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense to me. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. Do you think this will sustain? For obviously the Rays aren't going to be in any trouble with these losses. But do you think the Orioles are able to sustain this to the All Star break and beyond? I think I honestly think they can because, like I said, we thought they were going to be good. We thought they were going to be a good team. And the way they're yeah. winning is sustainable. That And that's the difference is that the way that the Rays have been winning, not super sustainable. I right? don't know. Because yeah. It's and not saying that they're not going to keep winning. They can continue to find ways to win. But I don't think they'll I don't think they can be this dominant for an entire season because it's really, really hard to do. And yeah. there are some guys who are playing above their like not just like above their average, but like 
way above average for what like themselves above above their caliber (laughs) yeah who are going to take a step back at some point they're going to cool down and they're not going to continue to be world beaters and it's going to affect the rest of the team they're going to slow down this isn't going to be the only series like the orioles are not going to be the only team to beat the rays all series all season in the series you know they'll probably go on a stretch where they drop two or three at a time but in the meantime though like they have built such a large lead this early that it is going to take some work for the Orioles, the Blue Jays, the Red Sox, and the Yankees to catch up to them. Oh, yeah. I think that's the bigger thing here is that that the Rays maybe have shown a little bit of a correction, uh, more so than the Orioles have taken a step up. Does that make sense? Yep. Yep. I think the Orioles continue to play good baseball is is all it was this whole time. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Especially in the world of tanking, right? Like... Well, it, it still just, I can't believe management. Well, we outperformed last year, so we're not going to spend money this year. That's what I'm saying. What? <laughs> I'm just glad that the players and the management have all come together and, you know, started sticking it to the ownership and the front office, potentially, if they're in on that dia- that dialogue and, the, you know, that sort of messaging. But anyway, let's move on, shall we? Let's shout. <laughs> Justin Verlander and Kenley Jansen have joined pretty exclusive clubs over the last few days, and we wanted to bring it to your attention. Let's start with Justin Verlander with his win over the Reds in a Mets uniform. He has now beaten all 30 Major League Baseball teams in his career. That's really he's the 20. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. It's... So he's the 21st player to do so it's just crazy yeah. to me that either he has never played the reds which i guess kind of works out interleague play he's been in the american league the rest of his entire career yeah and so the chances of him playing the reds was slim despite the fact yeah. that his team probably played them but this might have been the first time i'm going to check i'm going to check and see if this is the first time he's ever pitched against the reds actually okay i'm going to go ahead and list all of the remaining 20 on that list because i think it's interesting and uh, let us know how you feel about these players, okay? Vincent Padilla did it in 2010. Garrett Cole did it uh, in 2021. <clears throat> Let's just go down chronologically. Garrett Cole, 2021. Zach Granke in 2019. Big Sexy Bartolo Colon himself did it in 2017. Man, I miss that guy. <laughs> Max Scherzer. Mad Max did it in 2016. John Lackey did it in 2016. Tim Hudson, 2015. Kyle Losey did it in 2015. Dan Heron, 2013. AJ Burnett, 2012. Derek Lowe, 2012. I already mentioned Vincent Padilla, but he did it in 2010. Javier Vasquez did it in 2010. Barry Zito, 2010. Randy Johnson did it in 2009. Jamie Moyer, 2008. Woody Williams, 2006. Kurt Schilling, 2004. Terry Mulholland, 2004, Kevin Brown, 2004, and Al Leiter, 2002. That's as far back as this statistic goes. Hmm. That's interesting. That really is. And, I mean, think about it. There's only been 30 teams in the league since 98. Yeah. And then even before that, though, guys weren't didn't have much of a chance to beat the other, what, 14... 13 however many were in the league at the time that they played in without interleague play because or because of interleague play right or no interleague play Mm -hmm. i guess would be the way but yeah uh, anyway yeah 
So it's going to be a really small group because they haven't had a whole lot of time to do it, despite guys moving over leagues and everything. I don't know. It's crazy, though. It's it's, it's really pretty cool. I, I think it's a fun yeah. statistic. Did you figure yeah. out that thing about him playing the Rays ever before? No, I didn't find it. I'd have to That's do a right. deeper dive. Baseball reference does works very slow when we're doing this. So Yeah, no doubt. Well, let's <laughs> move on to Kenley Jansen because he joins an even more elite and an even more exclusive group. He is now the number seven all-time saves leader in Major League Baseball history. That's incredible. And he's done it under seven across 780 and two-thirds innings pitched. That's it. And that puts him in number seven spot. He is one of two active players in the top 10 right now. The next guy is Aroldis Chapman. And Aroldis, or excuse me, Craig Kimbrell's number eight. I should make that clear. Craig Kimbrell's number eight with 397 saves. So he'll creep up on that. And Craig Kimbrell has reached 397 in only 70 or 702 innings, 702 and one thirds innings. So he's done it like exclusive quicker. usage with with Kimbrel. Like Kenley yeah. Jansen was pulled out of the closer role there for a little while because I think health issues and he just wasn't playing well was part it was another part of it. Yeah. Um so I think that's a that's a, some of it there but Kimbrel has been so steady as a closer for so long. Yeah. He's going to get those saves that he was rarely if ever pulled out of that position. Um but like Mario Rivera has 652 over just a shade under 1300 because he wasn't always a closer and i know right. he didn't pitch very many innings as a reliever i get it but at the same time though like i don't think it necessarily means a whole lot when a guy is like like gets there and and smaller in shorter innings than somebody else and I, I think a lot of it just has to do with usage and the path of their career stuff like that you don't think it's you know? interesting or, or relevant that I mean it, it is interesting faster. So so Kenley Jansen, if you think about it this way, he mostly comes out and pitches one inning at a time, right? Right. He doesn't have 380 blown saves. Right. Right. Like that's yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. thing. Like that because that would be the one way it's like, oh well, then Mario and Rivera's got like 600 blown saves when sure that's not the case. So right. no, I guess so. I shouldn't poo-poo it. It is interesting. It is really cool that it only took him <laughs> 700 innings, 780 innings to get there. But yeah. I don't think it's indicative of anything about his career other than the fact that maybe he was just nails as a closer for as long as he was. Yeah. Well, and, and it has found, a lot that to he do found with, his role. Well, and saves also have a lot to do with the guy pitching before you and run produ- production on the offensive side mm-hmm. and lots and lots of different things. Like if a reliever comes in and is able to record the last nine outs, then he'll get the save, even though he's a more long reliever than these guys that come in to get short relief opportunities. Pitchers who go five innings, uh, five and a half innings, let's say, and, and tie, uh, it's tied at the time that they're pulled, then they don't have an opportunity for a win or a loss. So there's all kinds of different factors that go into these statistics, and you're, you're right, Brad, it's, it's way more nuanced than this, but... He does join this crowd. Let's let's list him. Mariano Rivera is the number one with 652 saves over his career. Trevor Hoffman has 601. Lee Smith, 478. Francisco Rodriguez, 437. John Franco, 424. Billy Wagner, 422. And then we're at Kenley Jansen at 400. That's okay, I got I got one for you here, Brig. So he has 400 right. saves, 43 yeah. wins. Oh, as a pitcher, yeah, and just 28 losses as a pitcher. 
I cannot find, I don't think, I don't see the baseball reference has on here, um, blown saves. I don't hmm. see, uh, I don't see a stat for that specifically, but I mean, I would assume that those 20, those 28 losses, many of those were, I mean, I, I, I'm sure that every single one of those was a blown save to some degree. Right? Probably. Mm-hmm. But then he, I know he's got others, but at the same time though, to think 43 wins on top of 400 wins, that to me is like, that's next level. Yeah. Because then you then you do get to chuck into those innings as like okay that's like almost 450 innings of him being ice cold. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. So this season, Kenley Jansen has nine saves already this season. That's third most in the majors in 2023. He's got a .77 ERA, <clears throat> like we talked about on Tuesday on the big show. That that's a little squishy in May. But mm-hmm. I feel like this is also trending in a more solid direction than most relief pitcher stats in May. So that's interesting. He's got a le- uh, 17 strikeouts, only three walks. That's one of the big ones for me. He's yeah. issued only three walks over 11 and two-thirds innings of relief. Okay, so that's, there that's, that's the that's kicker. Really that's yeah. really good. Yeah. And that'll kill you otherwise. All right, yep. let's move on. Congratulations to those guys and their in the fan bases. So uh, Orlando is making another push to bring a MLB expansion team down to Orlando. The former Orlando Magic executive, Pat Williams, filed to use revenue from tourist taxes and tax collections to bring uh, a Major League Baseball team in. He would like to have um, the team via expansion or relocation. So he, what he's saying is, if I'm reading this right, Brad, he doesn't really care he just wants right. there to be a team in Orlando. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and so with the Rays trying to figure out their stadium situation, he's kind of like, we could put a stadium here and you can come here. And my thing before was kind of like, well, the Orlando Magic are not like that big of a deal in Orlando. But I did some looking into it, and it's because I live on the <clears throat> because I live on the West Coast and because the Magic are not very good right now. That's why I felt like the Magic were not a very big deal. But they are. They're sitting smack dab in the middle of the NBA with attendance. Really? They're, yeah, they fill about 95% of their venue every single night on average, which Whoa. the NBA does really, really well. There are only a few teams sitting down below 80 to 85%. Small mm. venues help. Also, being indoors during the winter in a lot of places helps, and they yep. do a really good job with drawing fans despite it being really freaking expensive to go to a game. But Right. But so I just – my thing, though, is like – I don't know if Orlando could support a baseball team. I mean, we've seen the other teams in in Florida that are really struggling. Like the Rays struggle, obviously, with attendance. The Marlins always struggle with attendance. And I don't know that the solution is necessarily bringing a baseball team to a tourist city, which, you know, Tampa, the Tampa Bay area, tourist area, Miami, tourist area, Orlando, more of the same. I don't think it would really necessarily improve it. I agree. So I totally agree. He's proposed yeah. a $1.7 billion stadium. Taxes would pay almost half of that at $975 million worth. So that's a little more than half. Least, yeah. Yeah. At least he's got, you know, a plan. It's better than his clip art graphics for what he thinks the logo should look like. 
and we can all probably agree that it's horrible. It is. It's so <laughs> it's bad. Terrible. It's in the name too. You're gonna have to. Uh, you're gonna have to come up with a better name than the Dreamers. The because Orlando that was Dreamers. Yeah, so he came up with this whole thing in 2019, and he looks like it's kind of resurfaced, and he's bringing it back with expansion and relocation, heating up for the Rays and and MLB and everything like that. I don't think it'll happen. That is for me that Orlando would be considerably far down the list. I would look at it many other places before I looked at Orlando as far as relocation or expansion. But you got to no. think that his uh, he saw Salt Lake City and went, oh, that's got. Oh, it was almost like, oh, the game started again. Okay, I'll throw my hat back in exactly that's what it felt yeah. like to me brad tell everybody about patreon real quick well patreon rooters and that's that's what we call our patrons is rooters <laughs> you can go mm-hmm. around to patreon you can support the show we have five tiers of support we have one dollar five dollar ten dollars fifteen dollars and if you really like what we're doing we have a five hundred dollar tier it's whole lot of fun go check it out everything comes with its own perks and benefits but everybody all tiers get the bullpen cut of the show, which is the unedited version, which is everything from the time we push play until we until we stop recording. Every little bit of it, the inside jokes, uh, the dance-offs, all of it. You get everything yeah. as part of being a patron and also our love and support. Um, so that's what you get with, with coming on Patreon. And if you missed the big show this week, you can go back and check it out. The big show drops every Tuesday. First thing in the morning, it's, it's there when you wake up, at least it should be. Uh, this mm-hmm. week we went through and we talked about the new 2023 MILB Copa hats. We love the Copa hats. We do it every year. It's a ton of fun. And these ones were no different. Uh, we have some sweet images of every single hat. Uh, I guess the new ones this year, not every single hat. The, because there's like There are 13 new ones and we went yeah. through them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we so didn't go, go through all. You can go through and <laughs> check out all 13 and hear our thoughts and feelings about each and every one of them. All right, the national TV schedule for this weekend is uh, very interesting. Let's say that. Apple TV Plus, it's uh, sort of a choose-your-own-adventure night this week. On Friday at 8, 10 p.m. Eastern, you can choose to watch the Cubs at the Twins. Chicago's will be in Minnesota. The Cubs are at 18 and 19, which is crazy. And the Twins are at 20 and 17, which is crazy. So... (laughs) You can watch, and the twins are leading their division with that. They are over Cleveland, which is crazy. Okay, right. and Joey Gallo plays baseball again, also crazy. Lots of crazy, <laughs> Equally <as> crazy. <laughs> the Royals, or you can choose at 8 10 p.m. as well. Apple TV Plus, you can choose to watch the Royals get pounded on by the Brewers, and that will be a terrific matchup. The Royals are 11 and 27, the Brewers are 20 and 17. I'm curious if they thought that was going to be a good game. Like if anybody was like, oh, yeah, the Royals and Brewers, that should be pretty good, right? I want to talk to a media executive and figure out how they go about picking the games and what sort of process that looks like because I need to know. Yeah. Yeah, because it really is interesting. Like the Cubs and Twins, like that doesn't feel like it means anything, right? Like I would rather have the Cubs no. and Brewers on. A yeah. That That's I what I was. Like, yeah, I would like break plans, maybe, and go sit down and watch. God, I make mm-hmm. plans to break plans, but <laughs> like that, I would definitely like take the time to go watch that game on Apple TV Plus. But the Cubs yeah. and Twins, meh. I don't know. Maybe if unless around, those are we'll your see. teams, and then it's great, right. right? Yeah, then absolutely go watch them for sure. But anyway, and then Saturday so we have got Saturday. 
the Rangers at the A's. The Rangers are 22 and 14, and the A's are bad. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but for those of you really care, who are really curious, the A's are 8 and 30. This game is at 4.07 p.m. Eastern on FS1. So I was looking at this. I think I sent you the screenshot of this, Brig. I was looking at like the betting odds for this game. I was like, yeah, this is did. what's called a bad betting game because there is no plus money anywhere except no. for unless you decide to take the A's on the money line. You're like, you're not going to take the A's money line. But yeah, it's like, it's so bad because the Rangers yeah. are going to win by more than two. So there's no plus money there. Like, yeah, no, it was, it was insane. It was absolutely crazy. Um, if you want to watch blowout, go watch this game on FS1 at 4:07 p.m. Eastern on Saturday because that's what's going to happen. The A's are not good. The Rangers score more runs than anybody right now. Yep. So, offense for sure. What about yep. Fox Brig? So, if you want to switch over to Fox at 7:15 p.m., this will be the evening game. Depending on where you live, you'll either have access to the Dodgers playing the Padres in LA. The Padres are 19 and 18, and the Dodgers are 23 and 15. The Dodgers have been quietly winning more games than I thought they would. I'll be honest. All of a sudden, they started winning Um, games. It's like they, it's like this is what I was thinking about. The Padres put that that crying Kershaw up on the board. Yeah. And it like woke the sleeping giant. They're like, oh, wait a minute. We don't let that happen. And Kershaw was cool with it. You know, he's like, pitch better. That's the answer. Totally. Yeah. It's like the rest of the Dodgers were like, we don't stand for this. He's our guy, and they start winning games again. Yeah, that. they did, which is great. And but I like that they've been doing it sort of quietly, secretly, yeah, something like been. that. It's yeah, it's nice. Uh, the other option for s- regional listings is the Astros will be in Southside Chicago. They're going to play the White Sox. Uh, I think we already know how this is going to go. The Astros are nineteen and eighteen, which is surprising. That they're only a game above 500. That's what I was going to say. I don't know because the Astros, like, I watched the Astros all last weekend against the mm-hmm. Mariners, and that was not the same Astros team that I've been accustomed to watching. Yeah. Quite strange. But the White Sox are 13 and 25. So we always say beat the teams you're supposed to beat. Here's a good chance to beat the team you're supposed to beat. Obviously, being the away team, it's going to play a role there, but right. we'll see. Yeah, for sure. So Sunday on Peacock, wake up in baseball. You've got the Angels at Cleveland at the Cleveland baseball team. The Angels are twenty and eighteen. Cleveland is seventeen and twenty. Odd. I we we bring this up just periodically. Just it's so weird how bad Cleveland has been this year. And I don't mean like terrible, just like not as good as we thought. Uh, the Angels are twenty and eighteen. I'm really I'm going to watch this game. I'm going to pay really close attention to this because the Angels are so day to day. You don't know which team is showing up to the ballpark each day. Yep. That like, I'm curious if they can go beat a team that's under 500 that they should be beating. And granted, like you said, on the road, but still a team that's over 500 that wants to prove that they're that they are meant to be there at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Even if they don't make the playoffs, prove that you are meant to be in a division race. You've yeah. got to beat teams like Cleveland right now when they're down. You got to. And I just I don't have any confidence in the Angels that they can do that. No, no, <laughs> I don't. I want to but I don't. Right. It's a problem. Okay. Sunday evening, 7, 10 p.m. Eastern. The one game you get to watch on network television is on ESPN. Cardinals are going to be in Boston playing the Red Sox. The Cardinals are 13 and 25, which is abysmal. And if they don't start trading people away to teams that need them in the next 40 days, 
45? I I'd I'll go be, 20 to 30. Yeah, I'll be surprised. I'm saying yeah. if their roster isn't completely shaken up in the next 45 days, yeah, it'll be shocking. Yeah. Uh, the Red Sox being one of the teams that may may start pulling from the Cardinals stock. They're 22 and 16, and they're not in any way out of contention at all in the AL East, uh, other than the Rays are just that much better than everybody else. But right. at that second slot is really up for grabs right now in the AL East. So it'd be interesting to see. I, th- I think a lot of AL East teams could jump into the Cardinals bucket and start grabbing baseballs and see yeah. what happens. <laughs> you know, it's funny, like back when they put together this TV schedule, which was probably back in like, I don't know, like maybe August of last year, whenever yeah, it is right. that they do it, you know, they're like, oh, that'll be a great game. <laughs> oh, should be a great game. Cardinals letting everybody down. <laughs> it should be a great game. <laughs> yep. All right, let's talk about series to watch this weekend. Uh, so, one that I have, I mentioned the Astros and White Sox. I'm curious how the Astros play against this team that they're supposed to beat, like we talked about. So I'm going to be paying attention to them, not only for that reason, but also because of division rival. Um, I've talked about them being the AL West pace car. So my Mariners sit in one game under 500. I, I need to see what the Astros are doing to really keep track. Because right now the Mariners are in like four and a half back of the Rangers as well. Manageable, despite yeah, 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 two, yeah, yeah. two or three. I'm fine yeah. with that. It's early. But I need to see what the Astros are doing and when they really kick it into gear to to go if they do. And then other than that, uh, my series are the same as yours, Brig. Go ahead. Uh, Pirates at Orioles, right? They're mm-hmm. both hot. I, I yeah. got to watch these two teams that are outperforming everyone's expectations. Well, the Pirates, despite was outperforming everybody's expectations last month, have gone ice cold. I know. So That's why I want to see if they'll kick it back into gear or... Like, because we we said that they're diagnostic, they had some diagnostic problems over the last few weeks. Yeah, I want to see if they've started putting that together, or if they're still running tests to figure out where which uh, <laughs> St. Louis Cardinal roster member they're going to invite onto the Pittsburgh team. Yeah, they, <laughs> they might. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Like, so that's where I'm at. So, but uh, anytime Lars Newbar gets traded, that's what I'm saying. Lars, I'm saying. Tyler O'Neill, Lars Newtbar, those guys are on the trade block for sure. Um, I be. can see Contreras, obviously, he's on the trade block no matter what. Um, yeah. Who else on that club? Do you think, could get do you think Goldie would be on the trade block? Do you think they'd be willing to move him? Yeah. I mean, if they have somebody t- to step in and take a spot, I'm sure they would. Yeah. I don't know who's behind him, but I don't know either. I'm curious I, how much at, money they owe him too. At 13 and 25, I'm sure Wayno is is a is a possibility. My my big questions are if teams what Arenado's not going anywhere. They're going to keep him forever. But what about Goldie? That's the other one that I'm really curious about. Paul Goldschmidt. I'm looking to see what's. So he is not a free agent until after next se- next season. Okay. Um, and he is owed twenty six million this season and next. Okay. So I I bet I would think that the Cardinals will probably be like, we'll pay some of that if you just help us with something. Wayno or Goldie? <laughs> if that's for Goldie. Yeah. Yeah, Wayno's getting traded, if at all possible, I think. They're just going to want to offload him. He's not performing mm-hmm. very well. Yeah. 
He's old. Yeah. Uh, Padres at Dodgers. That's a rivalry game. It's going to be great. You just got to pay attention to it. And the Padres are, you know, punch, punching back. A kind of maybe. I don't want to say above their weight class, but starting to feel well, that way. At this point, they're punching down. Like they, like they're not. They're not playing up to expectations right now. And right. Bob Melvin even called him out on it. Like he's like, we're, obviously, like that's pretty much what he said. We're not meeting expectations. We need to play better. And yeah. I think, I think they will. I think they'll figure it out. There's too much talent on that team not to. Just like we talked about with other teams that it's like. Yeah. Why are you not winning? Well, I what I mean is that when they play the Dodgers, they're going to punch up a little oh, yeah, bit yeah. to try and yeah, compete. Right. Um, and then the Braves and the Jays is going to be really interesting because the Braves should not lose to the Jays, but there's an opportunity for them to lose at the Jays, to the Jays, especially being at the Rogers Center. I think that that is one of their X factors. I don't know why it is that way, but it is. And if they don't they make, haven't been playing well on weekend series either. And if they don't make weird, if the Jays don't make weird infield errors, they're going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Brad, tell us about your bets in the last couple of minutes. Okay. So last weekend I went one and two. That takes me to seven, eight overall. Brig, you went over three. Uh, yeah. So you're at six and nine overall. Okay, here we go. Friday, take the money line against the Giants. Caesars has that at plus 105 uh, when I checked just a little bit ago. Saturday, take the Reds plus money against the Marlins. That's you're probably going to be able to get the money line on that one, which would be nice because that's easier to cover. And then yeah. Sunday, same thing. Take the money line uh, with the Brewers. Sorry, take the run line. Yeah, sorry, I don't know what I was thinking there. I was tired. Take the Brewers plus money against the Royals. That's going to be the run line. Yeah, is what you're going to want to get there. The the minus one and a half. That's where you're going to get plus money with the Brewers on Sunday. What about you, Brig? Tell us about your. Okay, I have a, lots of things you could place bets on this weekend, but we're just going to take <laughs> the Braves run line over the Blue Jays for tomorrow's game. FanDuel has it at plus one fourteen. Saturday, Cleveland plus money over the Angels. Uh, it could end up being the money line, but who knows? Um, and then Sundays, I'm taking the Padres plus money to beat the Dodgers. And again, that's probably going to be on the money line. So yeah, if you can get plus what, money on the if you can get the money line on those, I would take them too. For sure. What I'm yeah. not going to advise you bet on is Garrett Cole playing on a weekend in a day game at Yankee Stadium with a chip on his shoulder after a bad outing, even though he should win. It's Tampa. So I don't know. We're going to see. That'll be the one that. If I bet on that game, I'd have to. You'd have to call me off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you you'd this: things, me, cut me off. I mean, <laughs> things not going well for the Yankees tonight, Brig. Uh, eight to zero, bottom of the ninth currently. So there's that. And now that I've touched Briggs' dark spot officially. Make sure you head on over to ChinookCedary.com and use code BTPOD at checkout to save 10% off your order to support your mouth and support the show. We have a partnership with them, so we get a little bit of that without you spending any extra, and you also get to enjoy your seeds. And while you're on the interwebs, you need something to hold your seeds, get yourself a seed sack. We've got a link down in the description at seed-sack.com. Follow that link, and you will get 5% off that order as well on a seed sack, Brig. Did you know that? Right. Yeah. Hey, baseball family, that. don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast anywhere that you consume it. We're everywhere you could possibly try to consume the show. So go ahead and throw your hat in the ring. Tell everybody what you think of what we're doing. And it really goes a long way to help us. And we could not do what we're doing without you. We would not be here. So we love you. We appreciate you. And we will catch you on Tuesday. 